If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy day, pet lovers, and welcome to what promised to be be a really, really fun show. Today, what we are going to talk about is playing, playing with our dogs, digging into enrichment tools and toys and interactive activities, you know, things that are going to keep our dogs happy and busy. So we're going to start off with Amy Tokik. She is the wonderful editor of PetGuide.com, one of our favorite places online. We always love all these latest, greatest, fun, geeky, and quirky things that she and her folks at Pet Guide uh, bring out uh, from the pet industry. So we're really excited to have her on here. She's going to talk about some of the newest, funnest toys that are out there right before the holiday season that can help us fight boredom with our pet, wear down those uh, those fur kids so that they sleep on your shoes rather than chew on your shoes. So welcome to the show, Amy. Oh, thank you. You're always way too kind to me. Um, and we love when you come and visit us. And uh, it's, it's, it's so much, it's great to hear that, that you are on board with all of the things that I pick that I want under my Christmas tree. Well, I tell you, it's like, it's like the quirkiest, geekiest list out there. And I'm like, I just need everything on this list and I'll be happy. So I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad for my wallet, but um, it's good for everybody looking for uh, gifts for those hard to buy people. Yeah. Or looking for just something really cool and no one's seen before. Yeah. So, Definitely. yeah, that's what I'm trying to give you guys. So dig on in. What's your favorite toy on the list right now? Well, it's okay. So you know I'm really big into tech stuff. Right. So it is. It's a dog toy, but it's a people toy, um, and I love. Um, I've talked about it before, but Furbo. Yeah. Um, that's the, the treat tossing camera. So it's a toy for humans. It's a toy for dogs and cats, but they have this all new Furbo now and it's powered by AI technology. Ooh. So yeah, I know it's very fancy sounding. Well, so tell, and it, for people that don't know what that means, AI is artificial um, intelligence, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I need sorely, apparently, because <laughs> oh. I couldn't think of what AI was there for a second. It's all good. There's too many letters. I don't know. So um, so what this new Furbo offers is smart alerts. So it tracks your dog's activity and it tells you when your dog is doing anything continuous, um, like pacing back and forth or running around your house. Um so you can see if uh, your dog's is is exhibiting any new fe- uh, any new behaviors. Also, um, it has a dog selfie alert. It's awesome. I love <laughs> selfies and I love dog selfies. So Furbo, it can now recognize when your dog looks right into the camera mm-hmm. and prompt the camera to take a picture or selfie of your dog, and then you'll get an instant alert of the selfie. So you can give them a treat or an, or a reward. Oh, that How is, cool is that? No, that is really awesome. And I can see like endless pictures to share on social media with that. <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. Um, and then it also, um, it also has a person alert. So just in case, well, let's, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that your house gets burgled. Um, mm-hmm. 
it can tell when an intruder comes into your home or when a dog walker comes in. So you can keep track of when the dog walker comes and goes and drops off your dog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it still offers all of the great things that I loved about it before. Like it's a treat tosser, not like a treat cannon. So you're not going to ping your dog off in the head and um, he won't have, he won't be afraid of, of treats coming right at him. Yeah. So it's still got the same sleek look. It's it's it fits into any decor. Um, I still think it's the best one out there for your buck. Awesome. All right, what else is on your list? Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about mealtime. Um, you know, PetNet. Um, it's it's a smart feeder. But mm-hmm. now, what I love about it, they have partnered with Petco. So when your food gets to a certain level. Um, it has this thing called smart delivery. Hmm. And then, so you sign up and you can have the dog food delivered automatically to your house every seven to 60 days. So, and it will, um, and this smart delivery will also do price checking so that it matches the lowest price out there from like Amazon and Chewy, which I think is really cool too. So, I love to save a couple bucks. Well, and, and they've done that with Petco. So like, even though it's through Petco, if a better price is at Chewy.com, are you going to get it from Chewy then? Or will Petco match the no, price? No, no. Uh, Petco matches the price. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I, you know, I just, I love deals and I love that um, they've partnered with Petco because they're such a great company. Um, so that's also on my list. And of course, you know, it's, it's still the same um, automatic pet feeder and it dispenses food on, a, on your schedule yeah. and it automatically stores your meal schedule on your phone. Um, you know, it measures portions out so you don't have to worry about any of that. I really like this pet feeder. It's, I think, the best one on the market out there. Awesome. Now, you've got some pretty unusual things on your list that like people might go oh my god I've never seen that before tell me about one of those okay so this is all about people not pets but it's for people who love pets so it's the fravel <laughs> I, I know it's a weird weird name yeah but it is the it's okay it's it's the world's cutest suitcase and I'm not lying no like, I, I, I agree I love this thing <laughs> it's I love it I want all of them um it's basically a little suitcase that's a cat so it comes with ears and it, the, the, um, the ears wag when you move. And it has a little beating heart in the suitcase's butt. Okay, if a suitcase had a butt, that's where the beating heart would be. Um, and as you move, like the quicker you move, the faster the heart beats. Oh, um, so awesome. Well, and, and, I, and if you just so think fun. about it, you could actually say that this would be a great toy for your dog because I can imagine, you know, how upset my dog gets when I'm leaving to go on places. Yet if I had this suitcase, I'm telling you my dog would actually look at it like playtime because I think so. it's like so I just when I saw this thing, I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing. I, and it comes in all of these different colors. Um, and, you know, on a practical note, like it has a built-in battery. So you know how you're at the airport and you can never find like a, a console to plug into? Well, this, I mean, your suitcase has the battery. Yeah. So you you can sit wherever you want and uh, recharge your phone. Yeah, I love it. And, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and oh, the ears, so the ears that move, you can take them on and off depending on, you know, like if you're bringing it, um, like if you're bringing it for... So like for the carry on, you can take the ears off. Right. So um, it will fit 
uh, it will fit snugly in the overhead compartments and you won't lose your ears. So I love that. Um, and oh, it's little paws. It, so it has little paws over the wheels. <laughs> no, it's so cute. And, and it looks like, okay, so the wheels, uh, they, they're, uh, they move like it, it um, they move all around 360 degrees and they're transparent so that like, you know, from a distance you can see, it looks like your suitcase has yeah. little paws and it's standing up on them. It's so that's it's so ridiculous. All right, I want to I, I want to switch gears just a little bit because one of the things that we're talking about later in the show um, with Robin Bennett and then uh, we have the fellow from Pod. and I know you've you've talked about Pod on Pet Guide, but there's another uh, like a training toy that you've recently featured, right? Um, like the treat and train, I think is is what I saw uh, recently for you guys. It's another feeder, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I think yeah, we just featured it. Um, that's so funny that, you know what, that tells me that you've actually really looked at the site and you're not just, um, it's no, not I follow you guys. I do follow you guys. <laughs> you're so wonderful. Um, so yeah, so this was recommended by our, our trainer in residence, uh, Kate Nato. And, um, so she's picked out her favorite ones and it's from PetSafe. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So it's based on the same kind of principle as the clicker. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's way cooler because it's technology, yay! So um, you fill it up with treats or dry food, and then you dispense it using a remote control. Um, you can use that either manually when you're there, or you can just set it on a timer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this helps to train your dog. You know things like staying on a mat while you're eating dinner, or if you have to go and answer the door. Um, and it's also great, uh, it's a great way to help your dog burn energy and just, you know, start off with great manners mm-hmm. uh, and kind of to distract him or just teach him good behavior um, and reward him for it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. The other, the other thing that I looked on there that, that was on, and I don't remember which one of your lists it was on, whether it was the pet lovers list or one of the other lists was a new grooming tool. And I know we're talking about dog enrichment and, and things like that, but I think that, that grooming is, is so important. And, and, and this tool looks like it might not only make it easier, but it might be actually something you could, that your dog might eventually enjoy. Can you talk about that Dyson grooming tool? Oh, sure. Yeah, that was really cool. That's one of my, um, so the other editors and I kind of got together and I'm like, well, well, what would you like? for um christmas and she has a golden retriever and um she's like oh i need this in my life so basically you know dyson the vacuum company right awesome vacuums so this is just an attachment and you can hook it up to whatever vacuum you have as long as it has a hose mm-hmm. um, and you just you groom your dog with it and the vacuum just suck up the the access the excess fur yeah, I, I, I think it's amazing. I'm like, I totally yeah. want this for my dog. And and grooming is always such a ordeal with the brush and everything like that and having to pull off the the hair. It's like awesome. It just sucks it all up right there while I, you're combing them. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's such a great name too. Like Dyson, you know, when you get it, it's it can be a, a little pricey, mm-hmm. but this is one that will last you like forever. Right. Um, um, so it's, 
it is a bit of um, an expenditure, but it's worth it. Yeah. All right. And I'm always into like paying, um, if I have to pay a little bit more for a quality product, I don't mind. Right. Exactly. Totally. All right. We have like 30 more seconds. If there was one other thing that you could say, oh my God, pet lovers have to have this, what would it be? Oh, okay. So I don't, if anybody that loves me is listening, I want a noblefied um, painting. So what you do is you send them pictures of your dog and they put it on a portrait and it's hilarious. And I want my dog's faces on like, you know, Napoleon. <laughs> and it, so you pick like a portrait. Yeah. Um, there's like, you can pick one of the, the classics or these really, you know, old noblemen and um, like they have like the farmer. Oh, right. They, like the, yeah. the, the lady, the old man and the old lady that's like holding the pitchfork kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, American you, Gothic. You that's what it is. Yes. It's exactly. perfect for it. Awesome. So it just replaces the heads with your pet's head. That's hilarious. And it's an oil painting and it's amazing. <laughs> and I want all of them. And I want to decorate my house with every single one of them. <laughs> all right. So we all know what we're going to get Amy for Christmas. Amy, tell everybody where they can find you online. Um, you can find us online at petguide.com. We're also on Facebook at um, petguide page. Uh, we're on Instagram at petguide and Twitter at uh, petguide tweets. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amy. Really terrific having you on the show as always. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to uh, see you at Global and then to give all of your listeners a rundown of my best finds at Global Pet Expo. Love it. Well, we will definitely be seeing you early spring with that. Stay tuned, pet lovers. Up next, we're going to be chatting with Robin Bennett. She's going to be t- talking about some great techie toys for training your dog, keeping them engaged that you could get for them this holiday season. So stay tuned. That's what's coming up next on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. Next, we are going to be looking at more ways and different types of products that we can use to enrich our dog's life to keep them out of trouble, to keep them from chewing up your shoes or doing things that they shouldn't be doing in the house. So we've invited back Robin Bennett. She is one of the dog gurus. She's a certified professional dog trainer and renowned dog behavior expert. We're really excited to have her once again on Pet Lover Geek. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be back. And this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm happy to talk about it too. Yeah, well, t- definitely stuff that can stimulate uh, the puppy's mind or the or the older dog's mind and entertain them and, you know, tire them out. That's for me, that's always top of my list because I have two very energetic dogs in my house. So I'm really excited to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> so let's start yep. off. Let's start off talking about about the toys that are out there right now, particularly some really cool new tech toys that are out there right now that are really great for stimulating our dogs. Well, there's a bunch of them that are out and more coming on the market, it seems, all the time. One of the ones that I have been playing around with my own dog, who's he's a year-old lab, so he's got lots and lots of energy, is a combination toy, actually, the Pup Pod and the Pet Tutor. And they're both technology toys that you can use independently, but they have actually partnered together to work. So those two toys will work together. And it's a gaming device and a... Basically, it's like Xbox for dogs. That's what I call it. It's basically a huge gaming device that gets smarter as your dog plays. So it actually challenges your dog. And once they reach a certain level, you can actually increase the the difficulty. So your dog is never going to get bored with this toy by pairing. And that's with the pup pod. And then by pairing it with the pet tutor, you can actually have the pet tutor pet tutor can reward your dog. So you don't have to be there right next to your dog the whole time, which I love because I tend to put this game on the floor when I'm trying to make dinner or I'm trying mm-hmm. to take a shower or I'm, you know, I work from home. So sometimes I just need to work from home and not have my yeah. dog coming and asking me to, you know, play with them. So I'll use the toys at that time, but they're really, really cool. And they all are based on teaching your dog to touch and interact with the toy. Once he does that, then he has to actually touch it after it makes a certain sound Mm -hmm. and then that's the level my dog's on but then even more amazing is once he learns to touch it when it makes a certain sound you can actually teach him sound discrimination so he learns touch it on this sound and if you touch it when you hear different sounds you don't get anything so the dog actually really has to concentrate to listen to what he's what the toy is doing and then know when to go up and interact with it and Mm -hmm. when he obviously when he's right he gets a treat from the pet tutor so it's really, really a cool combination toy. And this is the one that's that's basically, it's built with a Kong, right? It's got the, the technologies inside of a big Kong, right? Exactly. The Pup Pod is the, techno- the shape and look and feel of the Kong Wobbler. They actually have partnered with that particular brand. But instead of having a, you know, the Kong is typically a hollow toy mm-hmm. that you can stuff with food. This is not hollow at all. There's actually all the gaming technology is inside. And a lot of times people say, oh, that's like a huge giant Kong. My dog's going to pick it up and throw it around because that's what my dog does with his Kong toy. Right. But Ranger has never tried to pick it up at all. Like he learned right away. Mm-hmm. It, has a, it has a motion sensor to begin with. So if your dog even goes near it at first, 
the lowest level is, your dog just goes near it and it can sense that the dog is near and gets rewarded with a treat. Oh. Once that level is accomplished, you move up to the next level, which is now an um, actual sensor that the dog touches it. So then the dog touches it and a treat comes out of the pet tutor. So the dog is never getting the food out of the toy. And I mm-hmm. think they figure that out really quick. It's not something they're going to pick up and throw around because that's not how the game works. Right. <laughs> and they're all about figuring out what causes the well, and I love I love that it's show. that is separate from the two because there's this like delayed reaction or this you know they're, they're separated from the two. There's a layer there that a lot of the the toy because there's a lot of toys out there. You know they move it, they get a treat. You know, and then they learn it's about beating up the toy to get the treat out. But I right. love the fact that they're like they have to then pay attention to the the food dispense the treat dispenser with the pet tutor. Say, did that work? Is that what I is that what I was supposed to do? I love that there's that separation there. And the other really cool thing is my husband was laughing the other day because I actually separated them even farther apart because I'm currently in a motor home. So I put one, one toy at the front end and the other toy at the back end. So not only did he play the game, but he was getting a little bit of exercise because oh, when cool. he would get rewarded, he had to go back to the pet tutor to get the treat and then return back to the pup pod to interact with it. So there was a little bit of exercise going on there, too. Yeah, that was helpful as well. Well, so there's really some, there are cool. some tech toys that are out there that actually promote more exercise. I think you were going to talk about some of that, right? Yep. There's another one that I've also been playing with. This is my dog is the iFetch. The iFetch is an automatic ball launcher. So for those of you that have dogs that like to go fetch toys, fetch balls, this is a great toy that you don't have to wear your arm out throwing because <laughs> the actual ball launcher will throw. So Ranger is learning. He definitely understands that the ball will launch out of there and he will wait for it to come out. And now I'm teaching him to actually put the ball back in the launcher on his own because if I can get him to bring it back and put it in there, then it'll shoot off again. So again, it's encouraging him to interact with his gaming device, but also he's doing what he loves to do, which is fetch a toy. Fetch a toy, yeah. So he loves that too. And um, that's a, they had that, product's been around for a while but they have a small version that was what came out first and I mm-hmm. thought oh I wish they had one of these for bigger dogs and now they have the iFetch 2 which is for larger dogs so it's regular size tennis balls that you put in there and you can adjust the you can adjust the difficulty so it can be really short distance like 10 feet and it can go I think up to 40 feet wow if you're in because I do use mine sometimes in the house yeah <laughs> so I was gonna say 40 feet would not be good <laughs> inside of a house exactly just put it on the (laughs) put it on the low level in the house and then when we're outside I'll put it on the farther level but again it's a great toy because I don't have to necessarily I mean I've had problems with my shoulders just throwing the ball so much for my dog so this is a helpful toy for me as well as for my dog yeah, that's one so the way to get a repetitive injury, injury. With some of these dogs that are ball obsessed, like my, well, I have one that's ball obsessed, you can get this repetitive movement injury with as many times exactly. as they want you to throw it. So, and, 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 exactly. and don't they also, at the end, I don't know if you've played with this one or not, but I think they also have one where you, the dog can drop it in the top and then it actually goes out, the shoots out the bottom on different angles so that they don't quite know which direction it's going to go. Yes, that's the um, iFetch Frenzy. And I haven't used that one yet, but I do know that that is the third product. They have three products, kind of different categories. And that one is kind of keeps the dog guessing because they don't actually know where it's going to exit the the toy from. So that's a great, for one, for dogs that really kind of want a little bit more of a challenge. And you want to kind of break up the monotony of just the ball going in the same direction. That's a great toy as well. 
Yeah, so I hope to get one of those. It's to amazing, try out. the technology. It is so yeah. cool. It's a really the technology great thing. Technology now is awesome. It is. And, and then you were also going to talk about another, I think, is it a treat dispenser or, or something like that, an interaction tool? It's a dog camera and treat dispenser called the Furbo. It's F U R B O. And it's a, this is a great toy if you are, you know, your dog's home alone, you kind of want to check on them. It has a lot of alert systems. So if your dog's barking, you can actually get a text that says your dog's barking. You might want to see what's going on with that. And so you can actually use your phone and check in on your dog with a camera. You can talk to your dog, which I think is kind of fun. So you can actually interact with your dog yourself. But what I love about the Furbo is you can actually reward your dog. So if you, let's say your dog's barking at the door and you turn the Furbo on and you call him over to you, you can actually just swipe your finger up and a treat, you can see this as on the camera, the treat comes out of the Furbo and your dog will obviously eat the treat. So you can actually reward them for coming away from the door or you can just check in on them and say hi and <laughs> give them a treat. So that's another game um, and kind of a camera system that you can use if you're a little, you know, like if you're like me and you get your own little separation anxiety when you're away mm-hmm. from your dog, the Furbo <laughs> is a great, a great way to interact with them. And it's a little bit nicer than just looking on a camera because you can actually talk to them. You can check on them, obviously. But then I love that you can actually reward them, too. I think that's really fun. And have you found with, uh, is it Ranger, that, that, that he, he like attacks the Furbo or anything? Because I've, I've heard that people are worried about getting those kind of cameras and things like that because they're worried that the dog will go, oh, food comes out of this, and then they'll try to get the food out of there. I think it depends on the dog. Most of the time you want to have the you want to have it high enough. If you have a dog that would go, okay, there's food in here. I need to get it out. I would have it high enough that you would, that they wouldn't be able to reach it. But what I've seen, I had two concerns. One was I thought my dog would get a little bit weirded out by Mm -hmm. hearing my voice and me not being there. But most dogs start to make that association that, Oh, their voice means that I'm going to get rewarded. So they really don't seem to be stressed or nervous by the fact that they're hearing you and you're not physically in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the association they make of like, I don't know where her body is, but I'm going to get a treat. So that's all good. But I haven't really seen them really worry the treat or, or, you know, try to destroy the camera based on the fact that there's food, food in there. But if you had a, if you had a dog that you were really worried about, I would just put it a little put it up higher. higher. And, and what, just, what, what about like yeah. when you have multiple animals, I think that because we have a two dog house, I'd be like, oh, I think from a training standpoint, I'd need to think through that. Yeah. Anytime you're doing any food dispensing toys or puzzle games, anything that's food related. And if you have dogs that don't do well together with food, I would always separate them. And that would be something that they would each have. I know with the pup pod and the pet tutor, I know a lot of people that use those toys in separate rooms. So mm-hmm. the dogs are separated if they're going to be using them. I just was talking to someone yesterday that was going to try and experiment with um, kind of using different treats in each toy and teaching the dog, this this is your set and this is the other dog set and see if that would work. But that would definitely, you would want to monitor that if you have dogs that do, you know, get a little upset when they're... Right eating food and there's another dog in the area. So think, that would be a caution with any kind of food-related puzzle toy. Right. When I'm thinking about with Penny and Uller, I mean, they both think that all treats are their treats. <laughs> so I don't right. know. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. Thank you so much, Robin. Pleasure as always to have you on the show. Three really great products. A couple of them we've heard about before, but um, but one that the Furbo I don't think we've talked about before. So it was really exciting to hear about that. And and I love that you are actually trying out Pup Pod and Pet Tutor together, which I hadn't yet gotten to talk to anybody who's actually tried them out together. So that's really exciting to see that they are working as well as uh, the designers had hoped they would. So that's awesome. I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find out more from you online. Can you give me your website address? You can go to robinkbennett.com. Fantastic. See all kinds of information there. Awesome. Thank you again for your time, Robin. I wish we could spend more time, but we are out today. So thanks for having me, and I look forward to hearing what everyone else has to say about toys. Awesome. Stay tuned, pet lovers, because Robin's right. We're going to hear more about toys. That's what's coming up next on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. We're talking about enrichment for dogs today. Games, toys, products, things that can stimulate their minds and bodies and help us, their pet parents, help them to live calmer, happier, stay out of trouble because they're bored lives. So we've just got done talking to Robin Bennett about some of her favorite toys and training things that are out there on the market that can really help enrich your dog. And she mentioned the combo of the Pup Pod and the Pet Tutor, the smart animal training systems that she loves so much. And we thought it would be really fun to invite the inventor of Pup Pod back onto the show. Now, we, we talked to Eric Itis a couple of, oh gosh, I don't even know, like half a year, almost a year ago when he was you know first getting out there and talking about things. But we're really excited to have him come back and tell us more and talk, get a little bit deeper into what Robin was talking about. So welcome back to Pet Lover Geek, Eric. 
Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Well, and, and I love your product. And uh, one of our dogs got to do some of the initial training with it. I don't even know. What was that, like two years ago, a year and a half ago? It seemed like forever um, that Uller came and played with that stuff down at WeWork. But it's a really cool product. But I want to give you a chance to kind of explain <laughs> what Pod is to those folks that didn't that didn't listen to the original show that we did with you so that they can really kind of get an idea about what is this, this toy that Robin was talking about? Uh, sure. So the pup pod is a multi-level puzzle toy for dogs that connects to a smartphone. And um, also our smartphone app can connect to a Bluetooth treat dispenser. So, or a beater so that you can um, feed either meals or treats and as the dog plays with the Putt Pod toy, uh, which we call the Putt Pod Wobbler, because um, they play with the wobbler, then um, they earn treats from the dispenser. But the really interesting part is that the game keeps getting harder. So as the dog learns, you can keep increasing the difficulty level, so they're always challenged. Um, yeah, and so that's, that's the basic... Uh, way the product works. So I want to talk first about the, the different levels because Robin kind of, indi- uh, she was talking about how her, her dog is kind of at the beginning levels. Um, and uh, w- the first thing that happens is, is the dog just touches it, right? Then they, then they get a treat for, the, for that very first level or they go near it. It's even, yeah, it's even easier than that. You know, all dogs are going to go over to sniff the toy uh, because that's just how dogs, you know, um, learn about things. They go over and they sniff them. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, there's motion sensors on either side of the toy that will give the dog a reward. And that's the basics for how the dog learns that the toy is the tool for getting rewards from another source, like the, like the Bluetooth feeder. Right. And um, then the learning process begins. Then the dog learns to touch the toy. Then they have to touch it when a certain sound is played and the pet parent gets to select from a list of sounds to find one that their dog their dog likes. And one of the options we have is a doorbell sound. So Hmm. you can desensitize a dog to a doorbell. Um, The, um, then the next level, once the dog learns to touch when the sound is played on that cue, uh, they only have about two seconds after the sound is played uh, for them to touch the toy in order to get rewarded. Then what you can do once they figure that out is increase the time interval between sounds so they have to concentrate longer. Mm. Um, and so you can bump that up quite a bit. And one of the ideas that, that we've added to um, our product based on some of the conversations we had with Robin and other trainers is to also have an option where the time interval between sounds can be random because dogs will detect a pattern. Um, so there's just all these ways to increase difficulty. And then there's, there's other levels beyond just touching on the cue. There's a second sound uh, at another level that we – introduce that it becomes a discrimination what trainers call a discrimination task um and the second sound just doesn't give a reward and the dog's behavior will naturally shape to focus on the first sound and ignore the second sound because that second sound is not paying a reward and then the next level of difficulty uh, teaches the dog self-control so if the dog touches the toy on the second sound then the next time a sound plays they get that second sound again, and that doesn't give them a reward. So they'll, they'll learn over time to not touch the toy on the second sound, have the self-control to only touch the toy on the first sound, um, and then they'll be able to get the rewards. And then we added another level of difficulty based on conversations with Robin that allows the uh, pet parent to randomize the sequence of sounds so dogs can't detect, detect 
that pattern either. Because in general, trainers like to um, increase difficulty by uh, randomization and disrupting patterns. So I want to ask two questions about this. So, so first of all, you, you mentioned that this works with a smartphone, but the sound comes from the toy itself, right? Not your smartphone? So there's two different sounds for people to understand. The first is the, is the cue sound. And the cue sound is what draws the dog's attention to the toy. And that, and that comes out of the toy. Now, the second sound is called the marker sound. And the marker sound marks the correct behavior. So when the dog takes the correct behavior you'll either hear the marker sound from your, coming from your phone if you don't have the dispenser paired, and then your phone will mark the correct behavior and, and cue the human to throw a treat, basically clicker training a human. Um, and then if you have the dispenser paired, then the marker sound comes from the dispenser because that's the, that's the food source. So the dog's head will whip around, and when they hear that marker sound, they know they did the right thing, and they know a treat's coming like in another half a second or a second. Great. So, okay. So I just want to make sure it's clear to folks that you have to have your smartphone there with the pet. So it's not something like you can just leave the house and turn this on and then it's going to do its thing. So it does need to have you quote present in the house. So your smartphone can be there, or I would, I guess maybe a tablet or something that could be also paired with it. Yeah. So there's, so that, that there's a, there's a user experience side and a technology component to your question from a technical standpoint. Right now, you have to have a device local because the, um, if you want to be using the Bluetooth dispenser, the, the, you need the device to be kind of the, the middleman between the, the Bluetooth messages between sure, the toy and the dispenser. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But then there's also a user experience component where um, over time, we're going to be making sure that the product is really safe and the user experience is really understandable for a dog if you're not at home. But there are some user experience issues like how does a dog, how do you communicate to a dog that gameplay is over if they've had enough time or enough calories, enough treats, or if the dispenser's out of food. So there's a learning curve dogs have to go through, and the user experience in the software has to teach the dogs that learning curve so that they don't get frustrated at the end of gameplay if there's nobody home and you know, right. you're at work. They need, to, they need to be cued to know... It's oh, over. okay, I did my activity, now it's over, exactly. Now it's over, now I need to chill. And, and have you found that it just varies from dog to dog, like how long it takes them to start understanding uh, these sequences? Um, usually the first two levels, which basically are just teaching the dog that the toy is the tool for getting rewards, that usually happens in anywhere from one to a half a dozen interactions. Usually it's, it happens pretty quick. The, the learning about the touching on the cue sound uh, and then also having the con- building the concentration as you ratchet up the time interval and get into some of the other, the other higher levels, that can take weeks or months. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, pet parents should expect that their dog will take months right. to learn the game um, and, that, and that it will keep the dog engaged for years because... Right. The um, mental stimulation is, uh, it's not something they get bored with. Right. Um, with lots of which you find with, I, I hear from other uh, customers and pet parents talking about plastic puzzle toys and that once the dog figures it out, they either empty all of the rewards really quick or they just 
get bored because it's not challenging for them. And right. with our game, we definitely don't see that. Well, we, got, we, yeah, stay engaged. we definitely see that. We have one dog who, after he figures out the toy, he quickly gets out the treat and then he turns it into like a toss toy or something like that. <laughs> um, and then it quickly gets destroyed. So I want to talk real quick but before we run out of time. The, so you can do this just on your own. You just get the pup pod unit and do it with the smartphone and then you become the treat dispenser. But the really the magic that Rava was talking about was when it is coupled with the smart animal training systems and specifically their pet tutor uh, automatic feeder. So talk a little about that and how you guys have um, now you've been working together for a long time, but now it's actually part of a bundle that people can get. That's right. So there's a bundled offering. You can go to puppod.com and um, you can find a link to read about the bundle. You can also uh, go to, the, if you search for Pet Tutor, they're, they're, the company that makes Pet Tutor is called Smart Animal Training Systems. And we actually are coordinated between the two companies, but we sell the bundle on the Smart Animal Training Systems shopping cart um, because they then do all the logistics to send it out, to send out the kit with the Pet Tutor and the Pup Pod to customers. And... Um, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, but I think is, is you, you, your listeners may find really fascinating, is that um, once, you, once you get to the point where you're feeding your dog with this combination of products and you're just putting kibble into the dispenser, mm-hmm. um, you can feed meals over a long period of time. And so, like, my dog will work for anywhere. He'll work for, you know, an hour and a half to two hours to eat one cup of kibble. Mm. And he'll walk about a mile just going back and forth between the dispenser and the toy in our living room. Um, and, you know, for people who are like in the Seattle area, the Pacific Northwest, and it gets, you know, the weather gets pretty inclement, it can be a great way to give your dog some extra exercise if, you know, the weather's so bad you don't want to be out for long walks. Or you can set up the dispenser and the toy at opposite ends of a staircase and you've got a doggy stairmaster. <laughs> but we've also, yeah. seen, we've also seen scenarios where, uh, if a dog gets injured or is coming off an operation where they need to, they can't be as physically active, this is a great way to tire them out and wear them out. Uh, you put the toy and the dispenser close together, and the dog just has to concentrate, which wears them out, but they're not getting, um, they're not having to do a lot of activity, like rest, they can't wrestle with other dogs, or they can't, right. um, they can't go on long walks. So you need some way to wear them out other than just trying to, you know, other than having them in a kennel all day, which isn't that much fun for the dog. Well, I just love, I love how the, the more intricate that you've gotten with this integration that you've have with the pup tutor, the pet tutor is really just fantastic. And, and I love too, that now you're like, Hey, look, this is great for wintertime activities, but also for obese dogs. Um, and I'm, and that is an epidemic right now. So that's really fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Eric, and telling us more about pup pod and how you guys work with smart animal training systems really great stuff thank you it's my pleasure sit stay and keep right where you are folks because right after these messages we've got some more terrific tools some really fun and quirky tools too that you can use to engage and enrich your pups and we're going to be talking about those next on pet lover geek on voice america Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. 
On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We are back, pet lovers, for our final segment of the day. Now, before uh, we end, I, I want to talk about one last set of products that has really made a big difference in our home. Uh, we actually had hoped to get an interview with the folks at Outward Hound, but we just couldn't make schedules work. But I really would be remiss if I didn't mention their puzzle feeders. They're designed by Nina Audison, who's an expert in dog enrichment and drug training and behavior. And I have to tell you, I love these. Really, really think they're cool. We've actually been using them, uh, their products, Outward Hound products, for a couple years now. And we use them uh, for our dogs, even though they do make them for cats. We use them for our dogs because they're designed to help slow down the pet's eating. And they're also designed to challenge their minds. They're great for dogs who eat too quickly. We have one of those in our house. And they're also really good tools for fighting obesity. And we have another dog in our house who, you know, a little bit too much food uh, does add on the pounds with her. So we started using the Outward Hound maze feeder a couple of years ago with Uller because he inhales his food and oftentimes it would make him really sick. So we got this maze feeder and I tell you, it worked like a charm. It went from taking him about three minutes or less to eat his food to just about 20 minutes. And it was really fun to watch him over the weeks get to know the feeder and discover techniques that would help him get to the food easier, but it still kept him slowed down. And um, we really, really loved it. But then when we saw uh, last year at Super Zoo, they had a whole new line of puzzle feeders. We got even more excited because they're super cool. There are three levels of coolers, uh, excuse me, um, levels of puzzles. 
And they have all sorts of things. There's levers and pulls and hidden compartments and different ways that each one works. And so at level one, uh, it's fairly easy for them to get the food out. In fact, both Penny and Uller figured out the level one feeders pretty quickly. In fact, Uller actually got out all the food uh, just a couple of minutes, frankly. And then he quickly moved to just picking up the whole feeder and tossing it around. I guess he thought that he could knock out a few more morsels, even though it was empty. Penny, though, it took a little bit more time for her. She's 13 and, and she's you know a little bit slower anyway, but uh, she did a pretty good job. Both dogs moved on to the level two feeder. Penny's still working through figuring out all of the levers and things on the level two feeder, but Uller progressed through that also pretty quickly, although it did slow him down significantly enough that we could use it as a feeder. And level three feeder, frankly, he hasn't mastered it yet unless we give him hints, which is fine, actually. I think it's actually really good for him that he's still working through all that. And it took me, frankly, a couple minutes to figure out exactly how the level three feeder worked. So if you've got a speedy eater, uh, a dog that, that you really want to challenge during mealtime so they're not just scarfing down all that food, I highly recommend that you check out Outward Hounds feeder collection. There's a lot of different variety there that, to choose from. Now, Toys and feeders and all those kind of things can certainly help fight boredom. They can help curb obesity and they bring a lot of joy to you and your dogs. But nothing compares to really getting to know your dog, know their needs and how they operate, what makes them tick. So I want to talk about a couple of non-tech, non-geeky things that you really should be doing to help you enrich your pup's life. First and foremost, you need to make sure that you are spending some quality alone time. Yeah, alone time, one-on-one -on -one with the dog. That's particularly true if you have more than one dog like I do, because that way they're really feeling special. They're not having to compete for your attention, and they can focus on you and what you're doing. Go out and do a walk. Take them someplace you haven't been before. Really explore it. Go play fetch with them. Get involved with a tug of game of tug of war. Uh, one of our favorite games to do here in the house with Uller is hide and seek. He loves finding things and his, his getting his nose work going is really exciting for him and he loves it. Another thing that you can do even with older dogs, we have a 13-year-old dog named Penny, Teach new tricks. I know the saying, you know, you can't teach old dog new tricks, but it's just not true. And, and little new tricks every day or every week or so really help them um, not only bond with you, but help them use their minds and keep them happy. Next, it's really important to give your dog exercise. I mentioned taking dogs for a walk. That is so, so critical. Uh, you know, a tired dog is a good dog. And not just walking with the dog is important, but making sure that you're letting them be a dog while they're out on the walk. Let them have a chance to really engage with the environment. Don't just drag them along so you can get your miles in, but really allow them to stop and smell the roses. Aim for getting more unique smells and, and experiences logged on your walk than worrying so much about miles. And Overall, yeah, this is a great tool for helping human obesity, getting out and walking with your dogs, but also helping animal obesity. But if your dog dreads taking a walk because they're feeling like they're being dragged along, it's not really you know, meeting the need. So make sure you're allowing them to be a dog while they're on that walk. Now, I, I understand a lot of people don't have time to take their dog on a nice long walk every day, but it is so critical that you do it that I would recommend if you can't do it because of your work schedule, hire somebody to do it for you. It's just a really critical thing to keep those dogs' minds engaged and to keep them nice and happy. 
Another really important thing that I think a lot of times we don't think about um, it are in terms of training, a lot of us think, you know, I, I got to train my dog when he's a puppy. I've got to make sure that he knows these set of things so that he'll be a quote, good dog. But Training never stops. Um, it should be through the entire life of the dog. And there's a lot of two training. It's not just about teaching them tricks, which certainly is part of it, but it's also getting to know your dog, getting to know their body language. You'll, the more you work with your dog on training and just watching them interact with their environment, you'll get to know that sense of what's making them happy, what's making them anxious, scared, bored. You know, just things like when you bring a new toy into the house and having a ritual with that new toy and being able to watch them closely, seeing how they're interacting with the toy. Is it the texture? Is it the sound? Is it the movement? Every dog has different triggers and passions. And we actually use a new toy coming into the house as an opportunity to kind of uh, bone up on some of that, those training and those tricks that we do. An opportunity to say, okay, we're going to sit. We're going to wait. We're going to practice our free command. We're going to practice our go command. And so so using, bringing, when you are bringing new toys in the house, that's a great opportunity to do some, to, some training, just either reinforcing what's already there or learning new tricks with the, the dog. Another thing about training that should go throughout life, they're going to be experiencing hopefully new life experiences, maybe new people coming into their lives, maybe new environments coming into their lives, and use each one of those opportunity to do a little bit of training about how should I behave as a dog in this environment. So you're teaching them good uh, behaviors like when you're going out, that they're not jumping up on strangers, that they're sitting and waiting for commands for uh, you know to meet and greet with you. If you've got new people coming into their house, you can take the dog through the ritual of, of getting to know this person. Again, taking that time to learn that skill, either in the new environment or with a new person or a totally brand new skill, engages their minds, keeps them sharp, but it also helps tire them out because like we said, a good dog is a tired dog. The other really important thing is to not set your dog up for failure. If you have really gotten to know your dog's body language, you'll be able to tell whether they're anxious or if they're scared. And if they're in an environment and you're trying to teach them a new trick or introduce them to a new thing, and you notice that their body language is anxious or scared, get them out of that situation. Don't force that situation because again, that is kind of an anti-enrichment thing. It's, it's hurting the way that they're experiencing the world around them. And then they'll start to not want to have those new experiences. So make sure that you're setting them up for success every time you have a training session or getting to know something new session at all. And I have to tell you, if you uh, do have a really big behavior problem, a, a big obedience problem, a, a dog that is destructive in the home or things like that, because... Uh, that's what we're talking about today is finding enrichment for your dogs so that they're not bored and they don't do destructive behaviors. But if you're finding it, even with the toys and even with, you know, teaching new tricks and getting to know their body language and things like that, you're saying, gosh, I still have this big issue. You really need to reach out for professional help. Uh, one of a great place to start is to go and look up like Robin Bennett's website, that type of thing. Go and look up on your local Yelp or Google local dog training. Get a, There are a lot of places that have classes that you can take your dog to. And there's a lot of really great places that'll actually come into your home and help you right there with your whole family. Because a lot of times it might be a dynamic that's happening in the home that doesn't happen in a class. But if you are able to bring that trainer into the home to help you, it 
can really help you solve a lot of problems. Well, I really hope that you have gotten some great insight today on enrichment and how you can bring it into your dog's life to keep them engaged and happy and healthy. And if, of course, as always, if you have any ideas, please drop us a note. You can best way to get us is through our Facebook page to message us. We will get back to you really quickly. So that's on Facebook at Pet Lover Geek. And you can always check us out at PetLoverGeek.com. We're always putting on new things there, new toys, new cool things that are out there, new trading techniques that are out there as well. Now that is all that we have time for today, pet lovers. I want to make sure to have time to take, thank my guests, uh, to thank Amy Tokik from Pet Guide. She got us, gave us a lot of really great quirky things that we can look for, for enrichment for both ourselves and our dogs. Robin Bennett, who talked about some really great training tools and techniques that are out there, including the Pup Pod. And we got to meet Eric Itis, who invented the Pup Pod. Really great to hear from them and hear about all the wonderful things that they're doing to help dog and dog enrichment. Now, I know that we've talked about dogs all day long, and there are some of you that are listening that are saying, yes, but I have cats too. Don't worry, we've got you covered. Stay tuned for next week because next week we're going to talk all about cat enrichment. We've got toys, we've got training, we've got all sorts of things that can help cat parents like you keep your cats engaged, healthy, and happy. So that's what's happening next week on Voice America's Pet Lover Geek. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lori and Clemens, for another edition on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.